0: Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois and Bourbonnais, Illinois. Please join us for worship Saturdays at 5 o'clock at the downtown site and Sundays at 8.30 at 11.05 at the school site. This week's sermon is called A Mighty Fortress is Our God and is based on Psalm 46 and was preached by Pastor Copen. Almighty God, mighty fortress. Bless us as we look for refuge in your presence. Give us strength, O Lord, to stand firm upon your word and your promises. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Well, the hymn that we just sang uh, is perhaps best known hymn in the Lutheran Church, You know it well, it has been called, among other things, the battle hymn of the Reformation. You know it was written by Martin Luther based upon the words of our psalm reading today from Psalm 46. Now, as I was looking at some things, I saw that historians are not exactly sure when he wrote it. Some have suggested that it was written at a time when there was a particularly lethal plague uh, that had descended upon uh, Wittenberg, the city in which he lived and worked as a university professor. In fact, the plague was so bad that uh, the University of Wittenberg temporarily relocated to a neighboring town, but Luther and his family stayed behind. Others suggested it was written to observe the 10th anniversary of what is considered the official beginning of the Lutheran Reformation, the nailing of the 95 Theses on the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, October 31st, 1517. Those hammer blows eventually were heard around the world. They said in those wheels in motion uh, for the huge and necessary changes for the church that were to come. Still others have suggested that Luther may have written this while he was in exile at the Wartburg Castle. You may recall he was summoned to the German city of Worms, defending his writings, all of which centered upon the scriptural teaching uh, that we are saved not by our good works, but entirely upon the work of Christ. Luther was declared an outlaw by the emperor, his loyal Prince Duke Frederick's sage kidnapping uh, to remove him from harm's way and so that Wartburg Castle with its mighty fortress-like walls may have brought to Luther's mind the words of Psalm 46 possibly inspiring him to respond with this hymn and whatever the case may be both the words of the hymn and the words of the psalm upon which it is based are rich in imagery and symbolism for us it calls to mind the images of strength and security. Both the hymn and the psalm provide the believer with a comforting picture of God. So on this Reformation Sunday, we're going to weave together the elements of Luther's spiritual journey, this title of this beloved hymn and the psalm upon which it's based as we reflect on that reality as I've titled the sermon, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. The psalm begins with these three verses. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. You know, the news commentator uh, Paul Harvey made famous that phrase, now you know the rest of the story. Uh, If you don't know who that is, well, he started out by telling something about somebody that we know, Right? Uh, some, something we know about somebody, then it backtracks to tell the story behind that. Oftentimes it is not what we expected to hear. And it's kind of the way it is with Martin Luther with the words of our text. We think of Martin Luther as a man who had a strong relationship with God. He did, but it wasn't always that way. There was a time when God was anything but a mighty, mighty fortress in which he could reside comfortably and with confidence. In fact, for many years, God for him was like a mighty wall, if you will, impenetrable, imposing, unable to be scaled. In Luther's mind, God was a fortress, all right, but a fortress constructed to keep people out rather than to let people in. Lots of things Luther said during those days. He talked about how he actually hated God. Why? Because in his view... God was not a heavenly father to be loved, rather a relentless taskmaster to be appeased. Uh, To be appeased through a life of involuntary good works and endless demonstrations of holiness. If heaven was truly to be attained, he, Luther, was the one who had to do it. Consequently, his life was defined by joylessness, by fear, by fear by works and the harder he tried the, the 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 more he became aware of his failure to please god spiritually it was like being on a treadmill exerting a lot of energy not moving forward i think you think i might be overstating the case listen to luther's own words another one of his hymns dear christians one and all rejoice he wrote my own good works All came to naught, no grace or merit gaining. Free will against God's judgment fought, dead to all good remaining. My fears increased till sheer despair left only death to be my share. The pangs of hell I suffered. Or how about this line? But daily deeper still I fell, my life became a living hell. So firmly sin possessed me. Those aren't happy words, are they? Like many people today, Luther was simply verbalizing that anguish and despair of those that are caught up in a uh, more of a performance-based religion. Uh, The the, gnawing, the nagging question for those that feel like they have to earn God's favor was always, have I done enough for God to love me? Maybe you know someone like that. Maybe, like Luther, you were someone like that. For those trapped in that performance-based idea of salvation, God is not a mighty fortress providing refuge and strength. Instead, God is that wall that cannot be scaled. Try as you might, you can never get right with him. But then something changed for Luther, and with that change, a transformation came about. God ceased to be this impenetrable wall but rather became a, a personal refuge, a strength, an ever present help in trouble that the psalmist talks about. Well, what in the world happened? Well, like Paul Harvey, that's the rest of the story, isn't it? Luther, what happened was Luther rediscovered the gospel, and the gospel is that key to a right understanding of God, of sin, and eternal salvation. So while he was working through the book of Romans for some lectures, Luther came to understand this truth, that we become righteous and forgiven in God's eyes, not by what we do for him, but because of what he has done for us in Jesus Christ. It came to Luther as he pondered these words in Romans chapter 3, but now a righteousness from God, uh, that is the way that God makes us righteous, right? Apart from the law, not based on our doing or keeping the commandments perfectly, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. You see, that is the key In other words, salvation is by God's grace alone through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus did keep the law perfectly. He did it for you and me. Sin, it deserves punishment. And so Jesus died on the cross to pay for all our sins. Three days after his death to prove what he did, what he came to do, he rose from the grave. And the best news yet, everything Jesus did Is credited to the account of those who know and trust in him through faith. A mighty fortress. The key is the gospel of Jesus. All right, so now the the, the doors of this mighty fortress are now open to us. We enter by the key, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Within that fortress we find safety and security. Therefore, the psalmist writes, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. When we are in this fortress, we do not have to fear. When we understand the promise of the gospel message and all the other promises of God that build upon that, we are safe and secure. What don't we have to fear? Well, lots of things, but a couple specifically. First and foremost, we do not have to fear where we are going when we die. That's not morbid talk for us today. We live in a death-denying culture, and the fact of the matter is we all die, right? God promises that we do not need to fear. Why? Because we know exactly where we'll be the moment we close our eyes on this earth for the final time. We have a confidence in knowing that we will be in heaven in the presence of our Savior and as well as looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth with our own resurrected body, with Jesus. We can have that kind of confidence. Now, why can we have that confidence? Well, because eternal salvation does not depend upon what we do for God, but on what God has done for us. We can say that with certainty, that we will be with God forever. What else don't we have to fear? Well, we do not have to fear the future. I mean, it's tough for us because we're control freaks, right? We want to be in control. We, we like to know what's coming next. We, and most of us uh, like to think we've got a hand in planning what's going to take place in the years ahead. But most of us also know that life doesn't always go as planned, does it? We know there are detours along the way. And because of this, sometimes we get scared about the future. We think about our health, we think about our finances, we think about the welfare of our children. Uh, A lot of things come up and a lot of things frighten us. We sang about that in our sermon hymn, didn't we? Though devils, all the world should fill, all eager to devour us. And they take our life, goods, fame, child and wife. Fears from without, fears from within. The psalmist talks about earth giving way, about waters roaring and foaming, about the mountains quaking. Now, emotionally speaking, sometimes we may feel the same kind of disruption and upheaval in our lives. But when we remember that we are safe, Safe within our mighty fortress, we can be at peace and not fear. Going back to the hymn, we sang about this confidence. But for us fights the valiant one, whom God himself elected. Ask ye who this is? Jesus Christ it is. Of Sabbath Lord, and there is none other God. He holds the field forever. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none. He's judged. The deed is done. One little word can fell him. And then the word they still shall let remain, nor any thanks have for it. He's by our side upon the plain with his good gifts and spirit. And they take our life, good, sane child or wife. Though these all be gone, our victory has been won. The kingdom ours remaineth. No fear of death, no fear of the future. We have this confidence in the loving and strong presence of our Savior. But when we remember that we are safe within our mighty fortress, we can be at peace. Because God has met our greatest need through the gospel, the forgiveness of our sins, and with it the gift of everlasting life. He will also meet every temporary and lesser need as well. And so then we go into the future with confidence, don't we? You see, that is what Reformation Day is all about. I mean, it's not just celebrating the life of Martin Luther, worthy as that may be. It's not just about reveling in our Lutheran heritage, as grateful as we are for it. But it's all about rejoicing in the gospel message of Jesus Christ. You see, that's the key to the Reformation. That is the key to our salvation And that is the key that moves us from seeing God as this unapproachable, uh, unable-to-scale wall to seeing God as a mighty fortress with whom we find peace and safety and protection. Because of this gospel, we can confidently say with the psalmist and with Luther as well, God is our refuge and strength in ever-present help and trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Not now, nor ever. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. You can listen to this and other sermons at stpaulslutheran.net. Click on the sermons button at the top of the page.